All right, let me just show you this real quick clip from August 6th, 2021, CNN, Anderson Cooper's show. My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, continues to claim he has evidence that China hacked U.S. voting systems and switched votes for the former president to Biden votes. In a moment, you'll hear what two dozen election officials and cyber experts contacted by CNN say about those claims. Lindell is not backing down even as he faces a lawsuit from voting machine maker Dominion alleging he's defamed the company with his false accusations. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the president Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP Podcast. This is James, BCP, Black Sort of Patriot. Big Friday weekend hug to all of y'all. Hope you have a great weekend. If you're a Monday to Friday kind of person, if you work the weekends, I still hope you enjoy less traffic as you travel around to and from work. And I hope you take time to worship, whether you observe the Sabbath on Saturday or Sunday, that you take time to worship and remember our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God, and that uh, you do worship in a congregation. There is something very, very important about the fellowship. I know some folks are, you can worship, I can worship God at home, and you can, and we do. We say grace. We read the holy words. We pray as a family. But there is something just, there's a synergy that comes with fellowshipping and ministering to and being ministered by people of like mind. And with all the craziness going on right now, don't you sometimes feel like you're the lone, sane person out there? Wouldn't you do your psyche and your soul good to not feel so alone and to worship with other people that love God and Christ like you do? Just my two cents. Just my two cents because I love you and I, I I care for you and I want the best for you. And there are other people too in your area that want the best for you as well. Why don't you get together with them and then you can and we can fortify each other. All right, so the intro to this show, I had asked uh, folks, uh, overwhelmingly, you guys like the introduction to the show. It's been going on for, I don't know, since I think the summer. So we're going on over half a year, maybe even a year. I don't even know exactly when I started putting on that uh, Joe Biden introduction with the uh, with the little mix there. And I'll probably have it most of the time between now and the end of the year to remind everyone what's at stake. They want to shut us up talking about the stolen election of 2020 because they're looking to rig it again. Now, the latest person that's uh, not necessarily silenced, but, you know, they, what they do is they, they silence you and they get you in the pocketbook. So, for instance, what happened to me, they cut me off of YouTube. That was over half my uh, income. And they deplatform you. 
So they go after your pocketbook and they go after your presence. Well, they've gone after the presence of and the pocketbook of Mike Lindell. And now Fox News has done this to him. Hello, everybody. I wanted to get on here and tell you all the disturbing news. Fox News has canceled my pillow. Uh, we don't know why. We can only uh, we can only make a couple of guesses. Uh, maybe it's because uh, Lou Dobbs was added over here at Lindell TV to a, this all new lineup we have, and that was just a few days ago. We showed his first interview with our great real president Donald Trump, uh, or maybe it's because they don't want my face even on their network leading up to the 2024 election in support of our great real president Donald Trump. Um, I don't know. Uh, we we, we these are the details. We don't. Have, I don't have the details yet. But uh, all I know is the commercials have been canceled. All the all of our anything with my pillow or Mike Lindell canceled on Fox News. And uh, please help us with support us and and uh, during this time of cancellation. And thanks for your support of Lindell TV. The, I believe this is all about stopping me from talking about the election platforms and, and the elections and this uh, this uh, to, to getting rid of my voice. And uh, uh, but it's, uh, I just wanted to let you all know um, that this is a very disturbing. We don't know all the details yet, but. Fox News has canceled my pillow. Thank you. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be ordering some more my pillow stuff. I'll find something over the weekend. I totally can understand what uh, Mike Lindell is, uh, you know, going through. It's just you build a business and then they just take it away from you because you have wrong think. And uh, when I was at the reawakening tour behind stage. I recounted this before, but I was waiting to talk to Mike Lindell and there was another gentleman talking there with him and he had some, he was saying something about he had some evidence in his county of fraud. I don't remember which state he was from. And Mike Lindell said, hey, they have flat out uh, exhausted. I, I have no money to help anymore with this because they've got me, you know, just spending on legal bills. And he just pretty much uh, wished the guy good luck, took his information and said, hey, maybe I can put you in contact with somebody. But that's the best I can do. And so they really want to cut off any voice, any funding, any power behind talking about the 2020 election or talking about the stealing of the 2024 election. And it sure seems like that is what Nancy Pelosi may have been referring to when she was on CNN and said the following. Individual basis, every single piece that you laid out there pulls quite well. You lay out what the former president has said he wants to do in terms of repealing Obamacare, in terms of being proud of Roe versus Wade being struck down, uh, in terms of more tax cuts uh, al along the lines of what you saw in 2017. Mm -hmm. That also pulls much better for Democrats than it would for him. And yet this is a neck and neck race and no one feels very comfortable on the Democratic side of things that Donald Trump isn't going to be the next president. Well, I don't think that nobody feels. I think many of us know that it is impossible uh, for him to be the president again. The CNN person there tells Nancy Pelosi that it looks like President Trump is going to win, despite the fact that CNN agrees with all of the Democrat talking points. It seems like President Trump has a good chance of winning again. And Nancy Pelosi straight up says, many of us know that he can't be president again. Run that by me one more time, Nancy. 
Many of us know that it is impossible uh, for him to be the president again. Many of us know that it is impossible for Trump to be president again. Some of us know that it's impossible. What would make it be impossible if the CNN, um, what's his name? I'm not really familiar with this guy. Uh, his name is, um, bear with me here. His name is Phil Mattingly. She tells Phil, uh, Phil Mattingly breaks the case that uh, sure looks like Trump's going to win. She looks like Trump's going to win. She's like, it's impossible. How could it be impossible? How could they know it's impossible for him to win if he's leading? Now, many of us know and believe and are aware of the code of these demonic forces. That part of their code is they got to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And in their mind, that somehow is consent for them to screw us over. Part of their code is they got she's letting us know we, we he, it's going to be impossible for him to win. Why? Are they going to rig it again like they did 2020? Are they going to kill him? Are they going to jail him? Are they going to make sure he's not on the ballot? Do they have the squeeze on the Supreme Court? What does Nancy Pelosi know that we don't know? Because there's stuff that's external we can see and there's stuff internal that we don't know what's going on. And instead of just talking about why aren't they doing more, we are and we will. And again, the outside, our inside maneuvering to get the job done. Inside maneuvering, outside maneuvering. Now some are just saying, oh, no, no, they're doing internal things and in the, the Democrat Party and the voter registration, that kind of stuff. Really? Does that make you feel better to think that when Nancy talks about internal and external stuff and they got a plan and everything is going to go, that it's all like politics as usual, that it's all above the board. You think there might not be something more nefarious, you know, like Biden already told us in 2020 that they have an internal system to make sure he would win in 2020. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did did it for our administration, the president Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Extensive and inclusive voter fraud operation like Obama had before that. That's how he won 2020. And he's going to do it in 2024. That's why he is AWOL the last three days. Four days now, I think. He hasn't been out there really doing anything. And he's not going to do anything. Because he's probably not going to be the, the, the final guy in the end. Whoever represents the Democrat Party is going to be the one that they're going to rig a, a, a for and in behalf of this. In the meantime, they're just keeping President Joe sidelined with ice cream and pasta, and he is not going to be much in the limelight. And luckily, there's some storms, so they can blame him not campaigning on storms. I don't mean out giving campaign speeches more. I just mean out more, talking to talking in interviews, talking on the ground, doing rope lines. We just haven't seen as much of that. Well, you know what? The president has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's the president of the United States, a very challenging job. There are only so many hours in the day. Uh, and I trust his judgment that when now people are starting to pay attention, 
You know, it, again, you can be saying things, and people are busy living their lives, raising their families, doing their jobs. It's a tough time. So you want to spend the time talking to them when they're ready to listen. And in the, now that the campaign year has started, and you, you talked about the weather in Iowa for next week, I'm, I'm, I'm so sad for the voters. This is a new one. He's got the weight of the world, and he's too busy to talk to the voters, but when they're ready, he'll be out there. But, you know, it's the weather right now. That's what's keeping him. And guess what? We don't want to see Biden anyway. He's a fake president. He didn't really win. He's being controlled. He's just a puppet. And after a while, it gets boring seeing uh, the, the, the marionette show. All right, before we go any further, how about a little bit of comic relief? This is Trollmeister, platinum-level troller, President Trump on Truth Social, making fun of Joe Biden via a satirical or a parody of a retirement home commercial. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've been eating all, all Italian food, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> where residents feel like presidents. President Trump does have a sense of humor. Uh, looks like someone sourced the original poster of this. Looks like Power Tie uh, White House Senior Living was the original poster of this. Now, I know that ad was just parody, but let's talk about uh, illness, sickness. And this uh, article, this article in the Wall Street Journal, this headline asks a question, and I have the immediate answer. You'll see what I mean here. Let me show this to you. Wall Street Journal yesterday, cancer is striking more young people and doctors are alarmed and baffled. Researchers are trying to figure out what is making more young adults sick and how to identify those at risk. Seriously? Seriously. I mean, this is when you know that there is a big pharma agenda. That you, this can't possibly be something that, oh, it's a conspiracy theory that big pharma controls a lot of people and people are silenced by big pharma. When you have the previously prestigious Wall Street Journal actually shilling for big pharma, not, not like so people make money like buying and selling Pfizer and Moderna stock. No, just to hide the fact that we all know that cancer is striking more young people because of the COVID-19 vaccine, which wasn't a vaccine and is a bioweapon. And it is wreaking havoc. Cancer is on the rise because of what, what you at the back of the room. Can you see that louder? That's right. Because of the COVID-19 vaccine bioweapon. That's why. And it goes into these anecdotal things and stories, uh, for instance, about uh, Mylene Keene and, you know, getting cancer at 27. Oh, no. What could it possibly be? Oh, I wonder what... Uh, while cancer rates have fallen for older adults in recent years, they have risen for young adults. I wonder why. I wonder why that could be. 
What, what, how baffling, how baffling, what could it possibly be? What could possibly have changed in the last few years? I mean, they're just totally ignoring the fact that COVID and a vaccine, as if that didn't happen, as if this article was written in the summer of 2019. This is absolute madness, absolute madness. And it's funny because we're now seeing news from both Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks saying things and confirming things that we already known that I've been talking about on this program since March 1st, 2021, when we had our very first episode. I mean, we've been talking about COVID, the COVID lies, the vaccine lies, the stone election lies, you know, all the things that you can't talk about because they're conspiracy theories. But in 2023 and 24, you're supposedly able to talk about it because now they're not theories anymore. Hmm. All right, let's get to Dr. Burks. Former White House coronavirus response coordinator, Dr. Deborah Burks, saw a lot of her. All that nonsense about her scarves when this country was in crisis shows you what we really try to focus on sometimes, right? Her name was in the news almost as much as Fauci. So now that she's out, what does she know and what can she discuss about long COVID? These comparisons being made to HIV, if you look up Burks's background, she's done a lot of research in the area of HIV AIDS and what that means. Let's bring her in now. Senior fellow at the Bush Institute, adjunct professor at Texas Tech Health Sciences Center. That's just my tongue. It's not my long COVID. Doc, good to see you again. Just in case you're not familiar with Chris Cuomo, that passes off as comedy or levity or wit. No wonder he's fallen for a multiple of reasons from CNN all the way down to News Nation, even though arguably News Nation does appear to be a lot better than CNN. Good to see you, Chris. So uh, first up, long COVID, okay? I want to talk to you about that. But the idea that the CDC wasn't getting things right on your watch and you're worried about what they're doing now means what? Give some context to that headline. And then what you're going to see here is revisionist, uh, revisionist history. Remember when President Trump was overreacting and racist because he wanted to stop people from coming in from other countries? He wanted to restrict travel. Remember when he agreed to, uh, they convinced him to have us all stay indoors to flatten the curve? And that was done fairly quickly uh, with a lot of pushback from civil libertarians and from people on the right and left. Remember all that? Remember how they all thought President Trump was overreacting. Well, now Dr. Burks is saying they got it wrong. They didn't act quickly enough. Oh, and also she's uh, she, she's sowing the seeds for the next flu, the next pandemic, the next sickness, the next iteration of COVID. Because, you know, it's worse than they thought. And it's still around. And we're going to have to all mask up again. And social distance again. Just listen. Just listen to what Dr. Burks is saying here. Uh, this is not exciting stuff, folks. But I'm. We like to be ahead of the curve here. We like to read the tea leaves. We like to, uh, metaphorically speaking, I'm not into divinations or any of those uh, evil things. But what I'm saying here is, we we like to see the patterns that these people use to predictively program 
and present it to you so you can see what they're leading to, what they're leading up to, what they're what what they're proposing is going to happen in the future as they predictively program America and the world for the next pandemic. Well, it's really important that we understand what went wrong in that first entire year. And you can't use 19th century symptomatic tracking of viruses when we have 21st century technology. And so we were late to testing, we were late to really talking about asymptomatic spread, and we were very late in recognizing the aerosol nature of this virus, which still lives with us today, and that's why it still spreads so easily indoor, because it remains suspended. It was never flu, it will never be flu. To me, that 21st century tracking is just World Health Organization, digital ID, digital tracking, you know, having Big Brother watch us for our own good when the next pandemic comes around. Because when the first one came around, it spread so badly because the government wasn't able to track everyone's movements. Because even if you're not symptomatic, you could be asymptomatic. Therefore, you're guilty of being sick before proven innocent and the government and the World Health Organization and the world should be able to track everything about you whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, if you're sick, if you're coughing, you're not coughing, where you're coming and where you're going. Or maybe I'm just a tinfoil hat guy. You guys decide. So this leads people to say it was intentional, uh, that this was the government wanting the sickness to spread. Um, the vaccine was forced on us because it was good for big pharma. What do you make of those notions? That's right, my fellow tinfoil hatters, my conspiracy realists. If you're wondering if this is all a conspiracy, that this is all big pharma, not, not all big pharma, it's like big pharma control this. What happens with the, whatever you want to call them, the cabal, whatever, they are factions that all want to make money, have power, and be able to commit their crimes with impunity. So big pharma wants to make money and control things. Then you have the depopulationists. Then you have the CCP. And they all want to either rape, pillage, or uh, attack the United States. So they don't actually have to sit there and take Big Pharma's direction. Their, their goals are aligned. So they collude in this realm. So Dr. Fauci wants to make money. He, uh, he, he's part of this cabal. Funds the research, gain-of-function uh, research uh, in virology in Wuhan. Uh, they concoct something. They want to steal the election. The CCP wants to cripple America. So they collude to bring it over here. And then Big Pharma and the depopulationists and the eugenicists, they're like, okay, great. Well, we, we've been wanting to experiment, mass experiment with people. We, we want to depopulate. We want a, a, this bioweapon. Great. This virus is coming. This is our chance to make money and depopulate and make people sick so they're dependent on us. And the government, because of the guise of this virus uh, called COVID going around and everyone in fear, we're going to say that uh, everyone needs to take this and we're not going to be responsible for any side effects. See, it's that simple. No white man, no one white man in one white room directing everybody. It's not some guy smoking like on the X-Files, the smoking guy or anything like that. No, it's just a whole bunch of bad actors with bad intentions who uh, think of it as a Venn diagram they have this intention, this intention, this goal, and then they meet somewhere in the middle and they collude in that middle portion so they can all get what they want. Well, 
I was there and none of that happened. So I just want to make it clear on, um, no, the virus was not intentional. Okay, as we go through this, uh, just portions, I'm not going to play this whole thing for you, but I'm play some some key moments here. Tell me if it seems to you like they're trying to sell everything that the vaccine is doing to harm people. They're trying to blame it on long COVID. Just see if, if, if you're possibly drawing that kind of conclusion or leaning that way like I am. Long COVID, your level of concern, your assessment of the notion that it's vaccine caused and what you make of comparisons of long COVID to HIV AIDS that are now in the news. Great question, Chris. First, long COVID predates any of our COVID vaccines. Um, and this is one of the key areas that separates this virus from what we've known about other viruses. And I want to really emphasize to you and the public, we only have experience for, with this virus of four years, and we're learning something different every single month about what this virus is capable of doing, from what it's capable to do neurologically and neurologically in the long term, what it's capable to do to our mitochondria, and that's this muscle problem that we're seeing, what it's capable of doing with microclots. I mean, we're to pretend that we know everything that this virus is doing and to be cavalier about getting repetitive COVID infections is a really a huge mistake. It's the long COVID that's giving you all these, what people are trying to pass off as side effects of the vaccine because COVID came before the vaccine. That's one hell of a cover story. Got to give it to them. That's one hell of a cover story. We're learning now about mitochondria and viral impact and brain fog and this, the changes in our neurons and the, the cells that nourish our neurons that really allow us to think and move. And we're learning that because what of the long COVID has done. Now, I've heard a lot of those symptoms associated with COVID, but I've also heard those same symptoms associated with side effects from the vaccine. So what is it? Is it long COVID giving people these symptoms? Or is it the vaccine that they took against COVID, which gave them COVID because it didn't work, so they could mask the fact that the vaccine was bringing on these symptoms, or at least the vaccine was causing them to get COVID so they can get these long COVID sicknesses. Or perhaps because they were taking the vaccine, the boosters, it kept giving them COVID, therefore giving them long COVID. Either way, it seems to me like they're trying to dismiss the vaccine and all of this. What are your thoughts for those of you on Patreon, for those of you on Locals and on Spotify? Put your comments so I can see your thoughts. But look, it's inevitable. There's going to be another pandemic. There's going to be something else. And we've talked about it. It's disease X. And look what we have here, the World Economic Forum annual meeting taking place in five days, preparing for Disease X, a long-term strategy for climate, nature, and energy. With fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown Disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic, what novel efforts are needed to prepare healthcare systems for the multiple challenges ahead? 
This section is linked to the Partnership for Health System Sustainability and Resilience and Collaborative Surveillance Initiative of the World Economic Forum. So, they're going to have Dr. Tedros. Ooh, yeah, an enemy of the people. But look, oh no, it's not. That's not. That's not predictive programming at all. They a, a pandemic's going to come. We don't know what it is. We're just going to call it disease X because we don't know which of the things that we're messing around in bio labs right now is going to be the one we're going to unleash. But our benchmark is that it's 20 times worse. And uh, let's get everybody on board with this. Getting everyone on board that's part of the global cabal is what the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and all these global elitists, uh, CFR, etc., are all about. Scientists are already preparing for the next pandemic. It's just called disease X for now because nobody knows for sure which virus will cause it. They don't know what virus is going to cause it, so they're calling it disease X. But they know that it could probably come from, you know, uh, bird flu, it could be, or bats. But the real danger, of course, that's going to make this disease X totally dangerous is climate change. I kid you not. That's what they're warning coming from the globalists, as you can see in this report coming out of the United Kingdom. What we're seeing is a rising risk globally. Now, some of that is because of things like urbanization, where you may get uh, species jumping, so virus jumping from, as we've seen with uh, bird flu, uh, into humans. Some of it is because of climate change. So this is a growing risk agenda. Um, it, but then it's one that we can use our science actively to uh, prevent human impact. Yes, climate change is one of the reasons why people are going to suffer from this disease X. But don't worry about it. They don't know what it is, what virus is going to cause it, when it's coming. They know it's going to be 20 times worse than COVID. But they're already preparing a vaccine, even though they don't know what it's going to be. The UK Health Security Agency is scanning the horizon for threats and starting work on vaccines just in case. Working on a vaccine, even though they don't know which of the sickness it's going to be. So they're developing vaccines for all the different strains of everything it could be, but they don't know what it's going to be. And we're supposed to believe the science. What malarkey. Thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend. We're in a situation where we have put together... And you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.